KYW Original Podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. At KYW In-Depth, we have a lot of questions we're trying to find answers to about how this pandemic is affecting the economy. We have probably five or so episodes in various stages of production right now. And what we're learning is fascinating and troubling and hopeful and pretty much every other thing you can think of, which makes sense because we're in uncharted territory on so many different fronts right now. But we needed to start somewhere. So Matt Leon kicked us off by making some calls to some economists around Philadelphia to, I guess, try to get a view from 30,000 feet of what we're looking at here. Hey, Matt. Hello, Tom. So what what kind of questions were you trying to get answered? What, what did you bring them? Uh, just the basics. I mean, I'm not an economist by any stretch of the imagination, but there's so many things happening around you and they're happening real quick. I just kind of, for people that do this or track this at least for a living and understand how the pieces fit together, give us some context. Are there other things that you can equate what we're going through now from an economic standpoint? where they think it could go and what gives you hope. All right. So the way we've edited this conversation between you and these two economists is uh, you asking your question and both of them kind of back to back answering it. So it's it's probably good for you to introduce them here and then we'll play some tapes so people know who is who and what they sound like. Who, who did you speak to? I spoke with David Fiorenza. First name is David and last name is Fiorenza. And your position? I am a, a professor of practice at the Villanova School of Business. And Adam Palillo at LaSalle University. Give me your, your title, please. Uh, assistant professor of economics. All right, so here's the conversation you had with the two economists, and then we'll come back afterwards to talk about what's next. From an economic standpoint, what would you say our current moment is best compared to? Some of the comparisons I'm going to make bring up some uh, bad memories such as 9-11 or maybe other areas uh, that happened in the stock market when the bond market crashed or the savings and loan debacle. Uh, But we are in times when we really have to be austere with everything that we do. Well, so we're currently experiencing a major slowdown in global economic activity and uh, a global recession this year is increasingly likely. Uh, So we've had sharp reductions in consumer and business spending And this is somewhat similar to what happened during the great financial crisis of 2007 to 2009. What are your biggest concerns here short term? So short term, I'm mostly concerned about um, households, workers and businesses ability to pay their bills, uh, to pay their rent, uh, to pay their workers to come to work um, or to pay their workers uh, for paid sick leave, for instance. So I think that's the biggest concern at this point. Um, Households, workers and businesses are already experiencing financial stress and need support from the government. In the short term, I'm hoping that the smaller businesses, the ones that are not owned by the large corporations, uh, that would be mom and, like what they call mom and pop bricks and mortar stores and restaurants who may not have the cash flow after two or three weeks to stay open, even though you're doing takeout and delivery, that is, was never the bulk of their business to begin with. So some of them are struggling. Some of them are trying to find new ways to advertise. And I'm hoping that those companies can stay afloat. I know that at the federal level, the House and Senate are also starting to look at lots of measures to help individuals out who are in industries where they make tips. And that is a large part of our industry, not just restaurants, but everywhere in hospitality and tourism. 
medium to long term, what are your biggest concerns? Medium term, mostly worried about the effects of temporary business closures and layoffs uh, leading to falling incomes for businesses and workers alike. Um, We've also had sharp declines in stock markets around the world uh, as investors are selling any liquid assets they can to uh, raise cash and de-risk their portfolios. And we've also seen some signs of um, financial stress in financial markets, and there are signs of a credit crunch. So corporate credit spreads have widened considerably in recent days, for instance. So there might be some uh, issues with regard to uh, limited access to liquidity uh, in the short and medium run. Well, I think our new normal will be very different, meaning that just the way 9-11 changed everything we did on a daily basis for going to a a musical concert or a sporting event or going to the airport, I think you're going to see a lot more precautions being taken when it comes to, to food, when it comes to health in general. And that will eventually put a cost back on to the consumer. Now, most of that is probably going to be justified anyway. I don't mind paying a little bit more money knowing that I'm going to be safer. Are we in a moment that could fundamentally shift the American economy? And when I say that, I just mean I feel like a lot of ideas like sending $1,000 to to every adult. And, you know, this is stuff that was, you know, kind of an outlier that all of a sudden is mainstream. Uh, do you think we could see some fundamental shifts in, in American economic life? Well, we did see cash payments by the federal government um, in the early 2000s and late 2000s. Uh, following um, the recessions in both of those time periods. Uh, So this isn't unprecedented for the government to issue uh, cash payments uh, during times of emergency uh, to provide financial assistance. It could happen. And that depends on the political environment uh, from now until November and even into the mid-year elections that are going to happen in another year from now. I do think that by sending money to people is a good idea, but let's look at the 30 thousand foot view and say that that could cause some inflation that is also short-lived and we don't want to give people the impression that we're sending money that this is going to happen every year similar to getting a christmas gift every year so i do know there are people that will be hurting i know the country is also pulling together from utility companies to mortgage companies to credit card companies talking about the possibility of not charging you interest or if you are late on a payment um to relaxing some of their laws, regulations, and fees as well. What gives you hope? I'm hopeful that we're going to have a V-shaped recovery, that you know, while we're having a very sharp uh, and sudden slowdown in economic activity, uh, once the virus is contained, uh, we should see a similarly quick rebound in economic activity. Uh, once factories are reopened, once uh, businesses are reopened, once people start going out to restaurants and going around uh, through ride-sharing apps, for instance, I think we'll see a relatively rapid recovery in the economy uh, and locally in Philadelphia as well. What gives me hope is the fact that I've seen the reports looking at some positives that will come out of this in in terms of community and communities building community and becoming stronger eventually out of this. Younger people, older people, middle-aged people. uh, It'll also make us take a look at how we work our annual budgets for our own personal finances in our families, too, as well. So, Matt, I'm curious about the things here that stuck out to you more more than others. What did you what did they say that you you took a second to think about? I think the thing overall that kind of made me feel better is they were very matter of fact about things. The fact that they gave us some context that, you know, we've 
I don't know, I want to say we've been here before, but there are other events, you know, shock events that have gone through the economy and we've recovered. So I found I found that comforting and I also found the the fact that they both, you know, have hope of, you know, going forward. It's very uncertain. It's a and if a lot of people are like me, I don't deal well with uncertainty. So talking to them and, and talking about uh, where they think this would go, I, I found that comforting. What kind of questions do you think are important to, to ask still? I think we could ask these same questions every three days and probably get different answers. Yeah, if sure. you know what I'm saying, like because yeah. we're dealing with something that's uh, constantly evolving, constantly moving. Um, so, uh, you know, I think a lot of the questions are going to be asked are going to be dictated on what we see play out. Like as we see unemployment spike, you know, well, how do we deal with that? As we see businesses shutter, how do we deal with that? As you see the stock market go all over the place, how do you deal with that? So I, I think, you know, keep asking maybe the basic questions, but the the pillars of what we're discussing will have shifted, if that makes sense. Yeah, we, we just saw the newest data from uh, the Labor Department, jobless claims up to 281,000, I think. That's 70,000 more than uh, two weeks ago. This was from last week. So it seems that we're looking at the very beginning of a wave that has yet to crest. And Oh, absolutely. And we don't know how big it's going to get and when it's going to crest. And I think that's kind of leads back to the to the unsettling. Yeah. All right, Matt, we're we're definitely going to lean on you for more conversations with economists and people who know a whole lot more about all of this than than we do. So, thank you for coming back to KWB in depth. Appreciate it. No problem. That's it for this episode of KYW in depth coronavirus. I'm Tom Rickert and we'll be back with another episode soon. <laughs>